Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, August 2nd. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling with the homie there, Tass Mellis. Hello, what's good? What's up, Tass? Got my Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. And finally, back from cottage country up in Canada, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Where are you, J.D.? Oh, my God, it's Andrew Schultz! Oh, my God! He took J.D. out of the game. (laughs) He's killed J.D. He's buried him up in Bob Cajun. Uh. You uh, can't get rid on, of me, Andrew. That, you yeah. can't get rid of me that easily, fellas. I'm back. Oh my goodness! Yes, uh, we were expecting JD to be back from vacation, but his flight got canceled last night, late last night, pushed to today. Hopefully, he's making his way back at this point. But uh, yeah, Andrew, you're back in after those sweet goodbyes at the end of Friday's <laughs> show. Everybody in the comments, everybody on Twitter, you did such a great job, awesome job. We'll see you down the line, and here you are on Monday. I love it. Uh, it's good. Welcome. I'm, I'm right. glad to be back. Uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, first things first, guys. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Smash that like button, leave a comment below the vid, and subscribe if you haven't already. Keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com. And finally, go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Over the weekend, sort of just out of nowhere, Breaking T decided, hey, should we make the stream team t-shirt? That we launched last week into a mug? <laughs> Hell yeah, we should. <laughs> so we got a brand new stream team mug for all you stream teamers and everybody that just listens to the podcast and watches later and can't join us live, unfortunately. Just go grab it. Nodunks.com. Get that new incredible mug and all of your No Dunks merch immaculate items always available for sale. Okay. Action pack show. Uh, duh. We're going to discuss the minor trades that happened over this weekend. Lee, you got Tweet of the Night. Yeah. Um, I saw it accidentally, the video. Wow. I'm excited for this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got to say. So stick around to the end of the show for Tweet of the Night. But 
NBA free agency, guys. Players cannot officially sign contracts with teams until August 6th, so later this week, but negotiations are allowed to occur starting today at 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Yeah, we got to wait till then. <laughs> Nobody can talk to each other. Uh, yeah, the rumors are already flying. They're already buzzing here. So we've got lots to uh, to break down here. And let's just start with a couple guys that have opted out or declined their player options. Kawhi Leonard declining his 36 million player option to become an unrestricted free agent. So Lee, you can get us started here. I guess the first question with this news, all reportedly still, but it looks likely. Are the Clippers still the front runner in your mind to keep Kawhi Leonard and keep him in his services? Yes, I think so. I, I, this seems to be more nothing really more than a sort of paperwork formality and, and it really allows Kawhi to decide whether or not he signs now for a big four-year deal around $170 million he can get or if he decides to sign for just one season here with the Clippers and then next year he can sign an even bigger contract around five years, $230-plus million like that. So I think uh, I don't. there's a few rumours about him potentially going somewhere else, but nothing really concrete. I think he's going to stay with the Clippers. It's just whether or not he decides uh, does he want to stay for four years right now and give him a little bit more safety and security because he's obviously very unlikely to play a lot of next season with this ACL injury. Um, or does he sort of take a bit of a risk and say, I think I'm going to recover, I'll be fine. And then in a year's time, I can sign an even bigger deal. So uh, I think the Clippers are still going to sign him. I think he's going to stay there. I think he knows that, you know, they were pretty close this season. Uh, even without him, actually, they played well. So I think that first year things didn't go all that well, even though they made the second round of the playoffs. The second season, things started to get together. He, he uh, obviously got injured. Paul George has already signed on there long-term as well. So their main other piece is there, and I think Kawhi is going to do the same thing. Uh, as far as other teams that could potentially sign him, uh, looking at uh, spot tracks, teams with the most cap space, it's the Knicks at $50 million. I don't think he's going to New York. I just don't see that. I think... Like the Knicks would obviously love to have him, but uh, I just don't see that happening. The San Antonio Spurs are second most with $48 million. I think we can safely assume he's not <laughs> yeah. going back to San Antonio. <laughs> and then you've got the one that is a little bit intriguing here. It's the Dallas Mavericks. They have about $33 million in cap space. Now, that's not enough for Kawhi to get the max that he could get, but uh, I think he'd be a great fit alongside Luka Doncic. I think he'd be a great player. I think the Mavericks would love to have him. There was some talk that they were interested in him, but... Again, I just don't really see him leaving the Clippers. I think that's still the best uh, situation for him. So uh, short of something crazy happening, and of course, look, the Mavericks, if they could somehow get a sign and trade and maybe get off Paul Zingas's contract, I think they would be interested in that. But I don't really see it happening. I think uh, for all the rumours out there, I think it's most likely that he just re-signs with the Clippers. And I think he might actually take that four-year deal. I just feel that he might go, you know what? We've had two big injuries in our career now. Maybe we just take that. Just hmm. take that. I don't Is he know. talking to his own legs? Like his own yeah. legs? We've had a few well, injuries here, buddies. Yeah, yeah. Some, guy, some guy's talking to the third person. He's just talking <laughs> yeah. in the week, in the plural. Plural yeah. week. I, look, he, he probably won't. He probably will just do a one-year deal and then sign the five-year. I, I just, I don't know. I think coming off an ACL, I think maybe you want to just take that four-year just to be safe. But listen, yeah. 176 million, 230 million. It's not bad bucks if you can get paid that for it. So, Not bad bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tass, what do you think he does? Well, I think he stays with the Clippers, but I, I think they are sweating a little bit in the front office, uh, just like us here waiting for JD to cross the border. Until he lands, until he gets there, until he signs the dotted line, uh, you still have to worry a little bit. Uh, John Hollinger you know, pointed it out today in his column as a member of the front office. Yeah, you expect 
certain things to happen. But until it happens, you got to be a little nervous. But that being said, uh, he's definitely stay, is staying in, in Los Angeles. Uh, according to reports from Sam Amick, he was definitely uh, involved and at uh, a lot of the, um, the workouts for the draftees. And the executives have told everybody – uh, as far as the trades go, that you you are you're operating with Kawhi, you know the idea that Kawhi is still on the team. It is a mm-hmm. tiny bit surprising that he opted out uh, because he did say a few months ago, "Listen, if I'm healthy, then I, the smart thing for me is to opt out." Right. And he is not healthy. Uh, he's going to be gone for you know most of the season next year, uh, but. Um, I, I do think he probably signs the four-year deal as well, even though uh, he can, yeah, check out for a year here. Just basically, basically, he. What's crazy is that he's unlikely to play next year, so he could sign this one plus one, and and not play at all next year, possibly, yeah. and then next offseason sign a five-year deal. Yeah. So, which is kind of freaking weird when you think about it. But we saw like. Kevin Durant two years ago uh, go from you know rupturing his Achilles to signing a four year max deal with Brooklyn and this is this is an ACL tear and we could definitely see the same thing so if he wants that security it goes four years uh, modern medicine says he's going to be back even though him and his legs are saying to each other you know we've been hurt before mm. uh, but uh, I, I I think yeah I think I think four is the way to go for him but who knows it could be a one plus five where he doesn't even play next season. Yeah, Trey, if you're, uh, uh, you know, you got to make a prediction on this one, what him and his team decides to do. Is it what these guys are thinking with the four-year uh, sort of deal there? Or is it the one-and-one and and then he can make crazy money, like Taz said, not even probably playing next year. I guess he could, in theory, come back at the end of the year, maybe the postseason. It's possible, but I think it would even be unlikely uh, that they would push it. But what do you think? I think he goes for the one-and-one one personally so that yeah. he can. I mean, he's going to opt out this season, as we saw, still make another $3 million next year. That's a raise for probably not playing during the season. And like y'all are saying, he can enter free agency again in 2022, make the most by re-signing then with the Clippers. Kawhi turned down a Jordan deal years ago because they weren't paying him enough money. He's been about mm-hmm. his money the entire time. He's just not quite as upfront about it. It's like Santa Claus playing Detective Crashmore. Even if he does a bad job next year, you still got to pay him those extra millions of dollars. And then he goes back in to get the 10-year veteran kind of max. It only makes sense from Kawhi's point of view to opt out because he could probably sit out this season and next season. And somebody's still going to want to sign him to a, a maximum deal, right? We saw Kevin Durant come back off an Achilles injury, the worst basketball injury you can have. And he was one of the three best players in the league. So uh, yeah. the Clippers of all teams are going to be most likely to risk this with uh, Kawhi, right? With all they've invested in bringing him to the Clippers and Paul George, they're already pot committed to this team. So I would not be surprised to see Kawhi opt out after next season as well to try and get that huge five-year deal. Pot committed. Nice. Uh, I know we're not capologists here, but the reason why he can sign that monster deal is because in theory, he would have played 10 years in the league, yeah. but he's already played 10 years in the league. He's played 10 but seasons. It's, it's, so that's yeah, my, the that's three my. Years, three years <laughs> of the one team, isn't it though? That, uh, that gives him the option for that five year. Oh, is that it? You have to sign three years. You have to play three, three years. years. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Which there is why, go. which is why I'm with you, Trey. I think he's going to do the one, one to then sign the, what is it? 235 million uh, projected yeah, type of thing years, yeah. for the five years with uh, being a 10 year guy. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do. Um, but he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. 
The Mavs would like to have him, sure. The Knicks would like to have him, sure. But he's staying in L.A. I mean, you lock that in. Uh, this one, another guy, big name. Maybe not as big as Kawhi, but right there. Uh, an all-star still. Chris Paul, reportedly, again, you know, declining his $44 million player option. That's wild to see. He's becoming an unrestricted <laughs> free agent. So a lot of people do think he's going to stay in Phoenix, Lee. What type of deal should we expect here that Chris Paul is, uh, if we think he's going to stay in Phoenix, in the Valley there? What are we looking at here? What, what What's your best guess at a, at a new contract with uh, Sarver there in the Suns? Well, being, it's being reported that he's getting somewhere between three years and 90 to 100 million. So uh, I don't think you turn down 44 million unless you have a fairly good hunch that you're going to get basically that $100 million. And, and Chris Paul, I mean, the way this season went for Phoenix, I mean, two games away from winning the championship uh, has probably made the Suns realize like, well, let's not just have that as a one season that was great and then try to rebuild again. Let's try to cash in as much as we can here while we have Chris Paul still playing at a, such a high level. I mean, he was uh, he finished fifth in MVP voting and the way that he takes care of his body because that was one of the issues early in his career. He had a lot of hamstrings and groin strains and things like that. And in the playoffs, it sort of came to, uh, caught up with him a little bit. But this year was uh, the opposite, really. I mean, I know he got uh, injured uh, early on in the playoffs but and he missed some time from the, for the uh, coronavirus protocols. But other than that, Chris Paul was an incredibly uh, resilient player this season. So I think the Suns go, look, we were close this year. Maybe we can get even closer next year if we uh, return because, you know, Devin Booker's coming back. You know, DeAndre Ayton's coming back. I'm not sure about a couple of those other guys like a Bridges campaign opted out, for example. I mean, he's not a huge, uh, you know, pendulum swinger for that team, but he played some good minutes for them off the bench. But... Obviously, if you can get Chris Paul back, you pay him now, knowing that if it doesn't work out, you probably can still move Chris Paul on to another team after next season if things don't go out because he's still playing at such a high level. So uh, I would say uh, the Suns apparently sort of lowballed him a little bit because they could negotiate, they could start negotiations with him uh, prior to free agency because he, they're the only team that could do that. Otherwise, but no one could talk to him. No, exactly, can't even exactly. call him. But uh, but apparently they've uh, they've come back with a better offer. This is this is you know, I don't know. Of course, you know all these rumors are out there. But uh, I think if the Suns are smart, they'll say let's just sign him now to three years and a hundred million dollars if he's willing to come back because uh, things went almost perfect for the team last season. Yep, three for 100. That's a nice number right there, Lee, because it extends Chris Paul. He gets to cash in on this one last long deal at 36 years of age now. He'll be, what, I guess he'll be 39 by the time this contract is over. But it also saves the Suns like a tiny bit of money for next season, right? He'll be making, say, 33 million compared to 44 million. That's enough to help bring back campaign or find some other big guy who would be able to give you minutes uh, come playoff time as well. Um, and then who knows? I mean, maybe he adds options as well to his deal and is able to go and try and get another sort of option thing with another team somewhere further down the line. But Chris Paul played this pretty well. The Suns are going to be getting more expensive coming here in the future. Bridges will be up for an extension. Aiton will be up for an extension. They're going to pay both of those guys. Aiton likely will get the super duper max, the most he can get. And Bridges won't be too far behind. So makes sense for Chris Paul to cash in now and stick around with a team that still has some Upward growth, you would think. Uh, Tass, some people I saw, even in the stream team, and you see it online, especially on Twitter. What about Chris Paul going to the Lakers, man? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he go there? Uh, why is that not happening, Tess? Well, Chris Paul has put a lot of years into playing basketball, and now at 36, he wants to get paid. So to answer your question, Skeets, <laughs> he wants to get paid his due. Uh, he doesn't want to go get paid 
eight million or whatever the number is with the Lakers because right. they've got three guys that they're paying $120 million. There is a salary cap in the NBA. So yeah, them's the rules. Uh, he can't just go sign for whatever number he wants over there. And uh, they've got their point guard uh, in uh, Russell Westbrook over there. So I don't know. They just seem to be collecting talent in LA. Even the DeMar DeRozan thing doesn't seem to be happening now. There was rumors that you know DeMar would try and find his way there to to hometown LA, but because of the money that they've got paying uh, already for Anthony Davis, LeBron and Russell, it's doubtful Chris Paul goes there. Chris Paul, yeah, he's turning down 44 to get let's say 30 to 33 or whatever it is. Only a, a year ago, everyone assuming that there's no way he would turn down $44.2 yeah. million. Everybody looking at this deal. Tillman Fertitta, Rockets owner, calling it a, a bad contract um, when he was employed there with the Houston Rockets. It's wild. I think the only crazier thing would be if John Wall turns down his $47 million option <laughs> next year in 2022-2023. Sure. There's that on the table. But Chris Paul probably stays in Phoenix. Uh, he's, I think he's... Uh, a loyal man. He had this great year there. Yeah, he could go somewhere like, you know, for instance, Dallas or or wherever uh, to play somewhere else. Pelicans, but I don't. I guess, yeah, yeah, the Pelicans are, are another team there. Uh, the Knicks obviously have money, but uh, I think I think Dallas is one of those the team that's probably going to swing and miss the most. And we'll get to Kyle Lowry in a second, but they got lots of room. They made lots of room with uh, trading Josh Richardson, but. Just doesn't seem like they're going to fill it with anybody other than their own guys and Tim Hardaway or somebody uh, on that tier two, three, or four scale. If CP3 signs a three year deal with another team, the most he can make is 123 million. If he stays in Phoenix, he can sign as much as 144 million. So it's like a good, you know, 20 million plus there over that same time period. He is staying there. I think he just like checks all the boxes. They just went to the finals. So they're a good team. Seems to get along exceedingly well with Booker. Eaton even, that relationship growing, and then his respect for Monty Williams and even James Jones in the front office. He, you know, we keep hearing he wants to be close enough to his family in LA. Um, I haven't checked the uh, flight time from Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. to LA. It probably takes longer getting in and out of the airport for all I know, but it's close enough. So I don't but, think. But he's, he's not anywhere. signing anywhere close to 140 million for three years or even no, 120 no, 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 million, no, I, right? No, yeah. I, I think it's going to be, yeah, you guys are saying 3 100. Yeah, that's, that's what's th- out there. I think it could be more. Um, he's the president of the players' union <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, like he, uh, he made it so that these contracts yeah, could be signed. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's almost a bad look <laughs> if he's like giving up, uh, you know, deals yeah. to the team. It's uh, you know, get that money, man, and, and he's earned it too. That's the other part. Jesus, he turned him into a finals contender, into one of the better teams in the Western Conference all season long too. It wasn't just like some miraculous run. They were like what the second best team all year there in the West. So I'll go a little bit more than a hundred, uh, but not much because. Yeah, they want they want some room to play with here still, and Sarver is notoriously uh, um, thrift. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so there'll be an agreement, of course, but he's not going anywhere. Well, let's get to the Kyle Lowry this stuff here, though, because the Heat were doing moves that leads a lot of people to believe they're in the uh, you know the driver's seat here to get Kyle Lowry, and that was a couple things that they did with a couple of their players. They picked up Goran Dragic's option. And they're declining Andre Iguodala's option again, all reported here. Tass, do these moves in your mind sort of put Miami ahead of a couple of the other teams when it comes to like possibly getting Kyle Lowry on their team for the start of next season? 
Well, what it comes down to is where does Kyle Lowry want to play? That's that's what this all comes down to. Uh, and and he is, I think, in uh, good stead with uh, the Raptors front office. And, and he'll tell them, hey, I want to go to Miami. I, I'm an old man. Keep me in Florida. I just played there last <laughs> season. Let me retire there. Uh, right. Great article by uh, by Michael Grange talking about Lowry showing up in the Ferrari that beautiful, beautiful matte blue Ferrari, and uh, with the with the top down, you know, pull up with the the ceiling down, uh, and he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave the beautiful state of Florida. I get it. Uh, I think I think that makes sense. Um, I, I think he wants to play with Jimmy Butler, so he has plenty of options. Does he want to go to Dallas? They have they have seemingly. Uh, empty the the cupboard for him to go take thirty million there beside Luka Doncic. Even though, if you look at the internet, Dallas fans don't want Kyle Lowry to to play with Luka Doncic for some odd reason. Uh, and, and there's the New Orleans possibility because they're trying to win. Uh, but I think Kyle Lowry does the the raps a favor and doesn't just leave as an unrestricted free agent and be, it becomes part of this sign and trade that the, the, the Heat like to do. They did it for Jimmy Butler with the Philadelphia 76ers for Josh Richardson uh, a couple of years ago. And yeah, the the Heat would send back a player or two. And it looks like it would be Goran Dragic who may move on afterwards with Precious Achua being the the piece that the Raptors would get. And I think that makes sense. I think the it works on both sides. Lowry wants to go to Miami, it seems like. And uh, yeah, the the Raptors would get a player in return instead of him just leaving. And he gets to keep the Ferrari vroom vrooming as much as possible down in Florida. As a Raptors fan, then you're fine with that move. Let's say in a sign and trade with Lowry, Dragic coming back. And yeah, possibility to then flip him to say another team like the Mavericks, maybe not. And then Precious Achua, let's say being like the young piece, the young big that uh, you're attaching to that. Maybe there's a future pick. Who knows? Is that you like that as a Raps fan? If, you, yeah, if you're expecting yes. Lowry that he wants to yeah, leave, he's leaving. Yeah, he's leaving. He is leaving. So you have to start well, with that. I've said this before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a few months ago. Um, but yeah, you, you have to start with that. And the package is really the same as, as when we were talking about it several months ago. They're, you know, probably, you know, yearning for Tyler Hero to be part of that deal, but it just ain't going to happen. So yeah, I think the precious that you, uh, if, as far as, you know, starting with the, the fact that Lowry's gone, yeah, aren't you? I think I, th- I think that's all you can expect. I mean, I'm higher on Precious Achua and the confidence that he's got uh, than some people. He is undersized as a big, and uh, that that's gonna be an issue going forward. But he plays bigger than his six eight frame, and he's gonna be playing with a lot of dudes that cover a lot of space in in uh, Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. So that it makes sense to me. What do you think, Trey, about this whole? The moves the Heat made, the possibility of Lowry going there, uh, and and maybe this reported deal that is something like a, a Dragic and an Achua for Lowry in a sign and trade. Lowry to the Heat feels to me like Jimmy Butler going to the Heat, where it's already a done deal and it kind of has been for a little bit. It's just taking the time to actually get there. No surprise then that they are buddies who made friends on Team USA and they're finally going to get together in the backcourt. It's going to be a fun backcourt to watch. And I don't know, Lowry just feels much like Jimmy Butler, a perfect fit for the Miami culture and the way they go about their business there. And, you know, the return of Dragic and if he's able to bring back an asset, which is likely the case, would be nice. 
Yeah, I don't know. Precious Achua, he's going to be 22 when the next season starts. The Raptors would be on their way to their ideal lineup of everybody being exactly six foot eight, able to guard every single <laughs> position. And Fred Van Vliet. Um, but better than nothing, honestly. If Lowry's going to be leaving, which he is, at least you're getting something in return. Lee, what are your thoughts on this? Because I threw it out on Twitter and it was fascinating, the responses. <laughs> I mean, that's Twitter for you. But a lot of Raptors fans, I assume. No, God, no, no. Drogic, what? No. You know, like this sort of reaction where I'm looking at it like sort of Tass and Trey are saying, like, if you think the guy is leaving, we ultimately do this time. It's better to get back something than nothing, is it not? Especially if you then can still move a Drogic for other pieces. Maybe like the Mavs are left going, well, we don't have a point guard that we wanted now. Uh, Oh, Conley's staying in in Utah. Oh, Lowry's gone to the Heat. You know, Lonzo's gone somewhere else, whatever. Okay, maybe we'll talk ourselves into a drug or stuff like that. Anyway, but what do you think of this? No, it's, it's a contract. It's an asset that you get there and that you and Masai Jiri is smart enough to be like, you know what, I'll just hang on to these two assets just in case there is uh, a, a chance to move them and get something better in return. I think Precious Achua, you know, yeah, defensively he's like, okay, he can get up there and block shots, contest shots and rebounds. Hasn't got much of an offensive game that he's shown us so far. Uh, but Dragic as well. Even if Dragic, they they end up Stayed keeping for him. Year. Yeah, yeah, he's he's shown that he's still a pretty good player coming off the bench. He did a lot that that a lot in Miami. So you know he's at at the stage of his career where it's like anything you get out of him is a bonus. But he's a veteran. He wants to play hard. He probably wants to hang around in the league for a few more years and show that he can still play and get another contract. So yeah, for for the fact that Kyle Lowry could actually sign anyway and give the Raptors nothing in return, you may as well get a couple of controllable assets back that you just have a look at and then see what the market's for uh, out there. Because I, I definitely think Goran Dragic is going to have interest, maybe not at the start of the season, but as we always see towards the trade deadline, as that playoff stretch approaches and teams are like, we just need a veteran point guard. Some Like the Clippers, for example, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not looking in the trade machine whether or not they could fit him in uh, with, with anything, but they could use a guy like Goran Dragic, I think, you know, a bit of a distributor, a guy who can hit big shots uh, and get the ball to their to their uh, better players. So um, I think this is a, a pretty smart move here from uh, Masai Jiri to be like, okay, Kyle, we'll, we'll you know, we'll uh, do the sign and trade so you go to a team you want to go to and in return, yeah, we've got a couple of little pieces pieces here to play with. So uh, I think it's pretty good for for uh, the Raptors uh, considering Kawhi, Ka- Kawhi Lowry, Kyle Lowry uh, is not going to play another game for the team. Yeah, well, you said you, you said kind of Kawhi there, slipped that in. Uh, Kawhi left, uh, you know, for nothing. Marcus O left for nothing. Serge Ibaka left for nothing. Uh, so they, they are missing a bunch of their... Their championship team didn't get them anything in return, and mm-hmm. so this would be uh, this would be a coup. I mean, I use that word. It's a coup, man. Precious Achua is a solid guy. Yeah, you want Tyler Hero, <laughs> I guess, but but now we see but, why the Heat didn't do it. That to me is also kind of gives us a little bit of information about what was happening at the trade deadline. The Heat. We're not going to give up Tyler Hero for t- Kyle Lowry, probably because they knew they could get Kyle Lowry in the summer. Uh, and they're giving yeah. up Precious Achua, which, you know, I remember the Heat saying he was their next Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is still young. So yeah. Precious yeah. would be buried behind uh, Bam, no doubt, on the Heat. So smooth stuff from Pat Riley if this goes down. Yeah, it's funny, though, with Lowry now having 
well, what feels like the third or fourth time in the history of being a Raptor player that he's leaving, but then is still there. He's like the guy at the party. Here we at a party, and the guy's like, "All right, guys, gotta get going. We'll see you later." And then he like he's sort of making his way around the party to say bye to everyone. You're like an hour later. You're like, yeah. "Hey, Trey's still here. He's, he's he just said yeah, bye yeah. to me like an hour ago. He's still." He's still making his way. It's like somehow it's like Andrew coming back for a podcast yeah. on Monday yeah, after yeah, we yeah, said goodbye yeah. to him yeah. on Friday. <laughs> That's what's going on here with Lowry. Um, but I, I do think this is ultimately, yeah, the end of him. Uh, you know, as the grout, he's going to be gone. And the whole thing was like, well, he could just sign elsewhere. That's sort of true. I think you said it, Lee. Of course, it depends how much money he wants to make. Mm. Some teams, yes, the Pelicans, Mavericks trying to open up that spot. There are some teams where it's like, Probably reasonable. He'd be like, okay, I'll just go and sign there. But a team like Miami, probably again, the, the level he wants to make in, in a couple of years here for at least two or three years, that can't happen. They can't just outright sign him. Uh, it's got to be sort of a sign and trade. Right. If right, yeah. that's the team he really wants to get to and he's got yeah. a relationship with Masai and then everybody's sort of happy if, yeah, if they come away with pressures of Jua, then I think they're, they're happier than losing him for nothing. And then he gets to go to Miami and play with Jimmy Butler and bam. What do you think? Just like from that side of things, Trey. Lowry, Butler, Bam. I mean, and then, you know, let's say Duncan sticks around. They still have here. Like, where does that put Miami in your mind in terms of, like, the Eastern Conference rankings? Like, are they right there with the Nets? Are they ahead of the Bucs? Are they still trailing all these teams? Yeah, like... Nets and Bucs, still the lead for me. Uh, Bucs defending Mm -hmm. champions. The Nets took them to a Game 7 with their players being injured. So those two teams still got to be the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. Uh, If Lowry chooses the Heat over the Sixers, I think they're in the same league, basically, right? The Heat, Mm -hmm. the Sixers... Maybe they're a smidge ahead of the Hawks and Knicks who are kind of going to be looking to replicate their success from this right. previous season. But, I mean, I got them at least challenging for a home court advantage in the first round. You know, the Heat were massively disappointing in the playoffs this year, eventually losing to the eventual champion Bucks in four games. Did not look good at all, but they were solid down the stretch of last season. I think they ended up winning like 12 of their last 16. Jimmy Butler ended up on an all-NBA team. And you're adding a plug-and-play guard in Lowry, who's only going to help them and fit with their system perfectly. Talent-wise, they're probably just a little step behind uh, the top two teams. But I think it, you know, in a playoff series, nobody's going to want to play against the Heat. That's already the case right now. You know they're going to be well-prepared and they're going to play defense and they're going to give effort on both sides of the ball. That's not going to change with Lowry. They just up their talent level. Final question here with our free agency talk. And we'll get to the trades that happened and we'll talk a little Olympics and all that. So don't go anywhere. But um, which free agent from ones we probably haven't talked about would you like to see sign elsewhere, uh, Trey? Because there's actually a lot of like, yeah, not the biggest names in the world, but like just really good players. And I'm sure we'll go through some of them. But who do you have your eye on uh, as we sort of like become uh, come into official free agency talking here? Lots of Lonzo Ball to the Bulls buzz. Mm. Yeah, what do you think? I would love to see it. The Bulls' biggest needs are defense and a point guard who actually passes the ball. And Lonzo does both of that. He would instantly be the best perimeter defender uh, for Chicago. A solid rebounder for a guard. And the three-point shot has come around 37.5% from three the last two years down there in Orlando. Lonzo never gets to the line, never goes in the lane. The Bulls would be a super jump shot heavy team between Levine, Vucevic, and Lonzo handling the offense. But that to me means you need to see another step forward uh, from Levine. And Vucevic has to put some pressure on the rim as well. The problem, though, is that Lonzo is a restricted free agent. It seems like New Orleans is going to be out of the Lowry game. I kind of think Lonzo is the perfect point guard next to Zion Williamson. I'm not sure why... 
New Orleans is wanting to upgrade that position anyways, but if they strike out on Lowry, then they have the option to match basically anything. There's been some buzz John Hollinger had about a potential Pacers-Pelicans trade that would have Malcolm Brogdon making his way to New Orleans uh, in, in a sign-and-trade with Lonzo. And, you know, I just uh, it feels like that's a bit better haul than getting Lowry Markkinen back in a sign-and-trade as well. So the Bulls just have to hope that Lonzo prefers Chicago and that New Orleans finds something else to do with their money rather than trying to match yeah. him or find out a way to include him in some kind of trade. Because I think Lonzo would be great uh, for the Bulls. Lee, what about you? Is there a name that you're like, oh, I'd love to see that player go to this other team. And I'll just throw some names out there so everybody knows. Like, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Alonzo, as Trey said, Evan Fournier, um, Rashawn Holmes, Andre Drummond, Danny Green, Devontae Graham, DeMar DeRozan. That's a big one. What is yeah. DeMar DeRozan's value uh, right now? But of those names, someone I didn't say, who, who intrigues you? Well, it, it's Spencer Dinwiddie for me because uh, he actually had two really good seasons there in Brooklyn before this season when he and he tore his ACL and he declined his option of around $12 million for next season. Uh, and I think whichever team gets him is going to be getting a nice player because he I think he can play as the point guard if needed, but he can also play off the ball. He's a scorer. He averaged 20 points a game there in his last full season uh, in Brooklyn. And I just think he would be a nice fit alongside. I actually think someone like Luka Doncic would be good for him because I think, again, he can sort of play both roles as necessary. He wouldn't come in there and try to be like, well, I'm going to be the man on this team. He would understand his role. And I just think uh, he was really good in uh, in Brooklyn. He earned that uh, decent contract, three years and about $40 million by just playing a solid role. He was out of the league for a while, got himself in shape, got himself back into the league. And now he's in a strong position where he is turning down $12 million because he thinks he's probably going to get more. And I think I think a three-year sort of 40 to $50 million is a, a deal is out there for him somewhere. So um, I'm intrigued to see where he ends up because, again, there, with all this sort of point guard moving around, Mike Conley's a free agent. Obviously, Dragic Lowry's talked about those guys. I think there is a spot there for a guy uh, like Spencer who's still, you know, comparatively young uh, mm -hmm. to those guys. He's only 28 right now. So obviously he's coming off the injury, as I said. But uh, I think he could slot into an, a, a few teams because he's shown an ability to, to, to be adaptable and versatile. So, you know, he's a good scorer. I think he's a decent defender uh, and he can distribute the ball. So, you know, for a guy who, who has sort of been off the radar because he was out last season, I think, um, and he's been cleared for all activity. So he's recovered, he's ready to go. And I think he's ready to prove himself again. I think he's looking at a lot more money than maybe you're uh, projecting there. He's going to, and, and probably will get it here. Um, what do you think about the rumors of him going to the Wizards? Play with your boy Beal there. I think Fred <laughs> Katz was saying uh, they might be in the Dinwiddie sweepstakes. Uh, yeah, you don't like I, it as but, much. Well, Beal's, Beal's got to move. I, I can't think about the Wizards while Beal's still there. They just obviously <laughs> traded Westbrook. Uh, so I need I need Beal out of there. They need to start again. But But again, yes, I think he would actually be you know, a decent player on that team, I think. Um, but but it doesn't, it just doesn't move the needle, you know. It okay. just, that, that's in that situation. He needs to be on a team where it's more like, you know, they're, they're actually going somewhere. The Wizards aren't really going anywhere right now. So, uh, uh, but yeah, what do you think? I mean, three years, 60 million, if you can get that I think much? that. I think now you're getting, yeah. Yeah. I think I, you're I getting so. to about the level he's going to yeah. probably desire on the market. Um, but you're right. The injury, I mean, sort of throws it for a loop there. And who yeah. Knows, but yeah. yeah, it looks like it, it looks like a sign in trade too would be how he would get to mm -hmm. Washington, uh, according to to Shams and and Katz. And then the guys going back to Brooklyn in that deal, seemingly, uh, it it's going to take a while to, for it to happen because of rules and regulations. But uh, it would be Kuzma and Montres Harrell. Now Kuzma would help out. 
on a championship team as he did with the Lakers, you know, be in that wing, play that role. Um, Watch Chris Harold score a billion points in the regular season too for the Brooklyn Nets. So it would work out for both sides uh, if uh, if they decide uh, the Wizards do to to give him a whole big bag. Uh, I don't know if that entices Bradley Beal to stick around, but it's interesting on both sides. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tess? Or anyone else that you got your eye on? Well, it's hard. It's hard once you start thinking about Carmelo Anthony in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform to stop thinking about it because it just oh, makes yeah. sense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, got to happen. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's it. He's got to play. Uh, he's got to play with LeBron for one season here. The Lakers are going to be the oldest team in the NBA, no doubt. Uh, bring in every old guy there, and let's just watch it happen. Uh, as far as younger guys go, and and situations that. Hopefully, would make a, a better basketball player out of out of somebody. I think Kelly Oubre is a guy who could benefit from going to San Antonio. There's some rumors out there hmm. that Pop is interested in Oubre. It's crazy to think that Kelly Oubre, going back to the Wizards, he started there. He's been in the league for six years now. It seems like he's only been around a couple of years to me, but he's played with Washington, Phoenix, and Golden State now, and he's going on 26 at the end of this year. And him along with the sort of next class of spur, this this next era, DeJounte Murray and Jakob Pertl, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Dem Vassell, Luka Shamanich. I just wanted to say that name. Uh, those are, uh, you know, it'd be intriguing. He needs, he needs somebody to ground him a little bit. Kelly Oubre does just because he's been bouncing around the league way too much. A lot of potential there and uh, it didn't work out in Golden State this last year, but somebody, somebody's going to take a chance. And, and I, I'd, I'd like to see Pop and, and the Spurs get a crack. You want, uh, ooh. So what, what was, what's he go by? Wave Poppy? We got Wave Pop and Wave Poppy? Is that what we want? <laughs> Tsunami <San> Poppy? <laughs> Tsunami Poppy is out of this, yeah. Um, of the, of the top Poppy. 12 names on, uh, I guess it's Real GM's free agent tracker. It's Kawhi, Chris Paul, John Collins, Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, Jared Allen, Mike Conley, DeMar DeRozan, Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dennis Schroeder, and Norman Powell. Those are the top 12 names on their little list. I just don't think a lot of these guys are going to move teams uh, lately. I mean, Lowry, we all agree. We, we think he's done in Toronto, though he's still at the party. He's still in the corner. He's talking to somebody. He's actually having a shot now. Jesus, what is he doing? I thought he was driving. He's uh, probably going to move. Um... I DeRozan I'm fascinated by and I did throw it in there Lee like what is his value worth yeah. and, and is he a guy of all the guys would he be the one that says you know what I'll take the pay cut to attach, attach myself to a really good team to try and win a title most guys don't do that and I'm not saying he will like get your money um, but I don't know I, I can't figure out where he goes if any of yeah. these like he's teaming up with Lowry uh, in some location uh, is true and, you know, is he finding his way to Miami? Is he somehow finding his way to L.A.? Is he like wherever? Does he just stay in San Antonio, which is a possibility, too? So I can't figure I don't think he's, Yeah, I don't think he's staying in San Antonio. You don't think um, so? He, no, I don't think so. He'll be 32 when the season starts, which is not that old, really. I mean, he takes care of himself and he's a good, reliable guy. He can. He's a scorer. You know, he's going to give whatever team he goes to, he can give you 20 points a game easily. Um, it's just whether or not, I guess, he values money or situation more so because I believe it was John Hollinger saying he's not looking to give back too much money or, or take too uh, little. I think he wants to still get paid and be on a good team. So I think that takes the Lakers out of the equation because I don't think they can afford him and I don't think Miami can either. 
so then, I mean, is Dallas an option then for maybe uh, for uh, DeMar DeRozan? Because, again, I don't think they obviously get Kawhi. Tim Hardaway is their, certainly their priority. But another scorer alongside Luka Doncic is probably what the Mavericks could also use as well. So I'm not sure if they uh, if they try to come in and offer him, you know, again, exactly what, I'm not sure. But I think he gets probably a four-year, I mean, he could get $100 million, I think, easily, actually, mm-hmm. at, his, at his age. And considering, you know, older guys are getting uh, that much sort of money. So I think he could. Um, I think DeRozan's one of those guys that's like, he's a good, solid, reliable veteran. But, um, you know, does he, does he tip a team over the edge or not? Probably, probably not at this point of his career. But uh, I think he'll he'll certainly have a lot of interest. But he may say, you know what, I haven't been close to a championship. You know, I missed out in Toronto. Maybe I do just give some money back and go for yeah. a, uh, a lesser role on a team. But awesome. the guys just tend to not do that, especially at only thirty-two. Yeah, he was thirty-six. I can see that being the option. But I think he maybe looks at this and goes, "There's still a big payday out there for mm-hmm. me, so I'll take that." and reassess in four or five years time yeah no it's it's true um and again like so whether or not he moves you know okay so he's maybe maybe on the list with lowry okay we think lonzo ball could move and then dinwiddie but i think like and i guess Schroeder too but like norman powell i think he's staying in portland tim hardaway jr i think it's more likely he signs with the mavs again you know mike conley sounds like he ain't going anywhere jared allen i think cleveland he stays there and then you know we said the big names there uh Kawhi and chris paul and then John Collins, I think, is looking more and more likely that the Hawks, you know, match on him, whatever type of deal. So I think the Pelicans is the interesting one because uh, if Lonzo Ball goes, and they and they're apparently really interested in getting Kyle Lowry, and I think it was Michael Grange reporting that that third year guarantee could sway Kyle Lowry. Now it certainly sounds like the deal has already been agreed to Miami, but if Miami were only to give him two years guaranteed versus that third year guarantee from the Pelicans, especially if Lonzo's gone and they desperately need a point guard, uh, that could change things somewhat for mm-hmm. where, where Kyle Larry ends up. I don't think the Pelicans is the best destination for him because they're so far away from competing. I think the Heat is a, is a much better destination. But if a guy says, this team's given me 30 million more guaranteed, uh, then it's going to really force the Heat to step up and see if they can actually uh, guarantee that to get that deal done because they don't want to miss out on him either. I mean, Kyle Lowry at 35 is uh, is a guy in demand who's going to still end up with, you know, m- most likely 90 to $100 million over the next three years. Let's take our first break. We will get to the trades that happened this weekend and some Olympic talk, but uh, got to pay the bills here. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, we're probably ineligible to uh, like to go in that, aren't we? Yeah, we, we are. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I might have to resign next year in around uh, that time. I want to go in. Uh, that would be that would be the golf tournament to go to, St. Andrews. Quite that prestigious. Oh, my goodness me. Scotland at that time of year. Probably raining, but uh, (laughs) no, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Somebody (laughs) in the stream team, TK, while you're doing that ad read, uh, Berto Eats says, 
TK looks like he could do golf. <laughs> now, I like this for two reasons. Uh, one, I want you to uh, address whether you can golf, but I also love the do golf. <laughs> I've got a great um, golf look. I'll be completely honest. Uh, back in high school, I took some golf <laughs> lessons and uh, the club pro told me, you could be a golf model. A golf pro said this to me, not because I can like golf well, but my swing looks nice. I've got a nice follow through. Oh, I've got a nice nice. looking follow through. Uh, The ball doesn't go where it's supposed to, but it looks like it should. So can I do golf? Theoretically, yes. In practice, not quite. Okay. Do you do golf? (laughs) You want to go do golf today? Yeah, sure. I think I'm going to be doing golf here in not too long, uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'll report back with my golf doing skills. Oh, who are you hitting the links with? Uh, a Larry Luke? Yep. A Dent? A Grish? Uh, no, close, close. We got a Larry. We got a Woody. Woody? And we yep. got a Grado. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Looks like a road trip to go do some golf and listen to some dead. All right. Oh, incredible. <laughs> um, let's get to some of the deals we had over this weekend. Tass, I'm just going to lump these together and you can go wherever you want with these as we address them. But Celtics involved in both of them. Okay. The uh, the first one, I guess you can call it that, was uh, a little minor trade. Celtics getting Josh Richardson uh, in exchange for Moses Brown. He's going back to his Mavs. Uh, everybody knows that No Dunks, the biggest Moses Brown fans <laughs> around. I mean, OKC fans know that. Okay, so that's one. And then we had a three-way deal. Oh, yeah. Celtics get Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a future second-round pick. The Hawks get DeLon Wright. Ka-ka! And the Kings get Tristan Thompson. So have at it, Tass. What do you think of these these moves? I don't know if you want to start with the Celtics getting, uh, I guess, yeah, the best player of the bunch here and being involved in both of them. But what do you think? Yeah, definitely the best player in, in Josh Richardson. You remember the hype when he was with the Miami Heat a couple years back. People extremely high on Josh Richardson. Then he was involved in the sign and trade to go to Philly. Then he went to Dallas. He just hasn't found his way with either of those two teams. So he's going to Boston. Sure seems like Evan Fournier will be on the outs with Boston and Josh Richardson will fill in in a guard spot there. So mm-hmm. best of luck to him. Although from the Mavs perspective, it's about money. You're just trying to, uh, to, to free as much as possible for Kyle Lowry or a bunch of other guys that they're going to try and go get. Now, I get that. I get that. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited about Moses Brown. Uh, definitely. Uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. I always want to see a 7-2 plus man in the league. You know, you want to see as many large guys as possible. He had some big, big numbers. Had a beefer with uh, OKC this year. Then he got traded to Boston as part of that Kemba Walker deal. Dallas is always looking for bigs too. I, I don't think that they're just uh, just just doing this strictly for the money. I think they are excited about the possibility of Moses Brown. I mean, since they let Tyson Chandler go and they won their championship, they keep swinging uh, for big guys. A lot of Dwight's, Dwight Howard, uh, Dwight Powell. <laughs> they they got from uh, from Boston. Mark Cuban said, "Well, we got a stretch five here along with Rajon Rondo. Dwight Powell is a stretch five. I mean, he's he's still there. He's trying to find his way. But I think Moses Brown is." It's going to get a chance, and he should, mm. and he's fun to watch, and hopefully he can move those feet enough uh, to stick around in the league because the question always is with giant men uh, in this day and age, can he guard in space? He's only 21, but he is uh, he's big. He's real big, and uh, I just love watching them roam. Like they try, you always try and uh, pick on the the large guys. They already have a Boban um, in Dallas, so uh, it's it's an interesting. But I, I, 
I, I hope they try and they give him a shot and I hope he can uh, succeed there because it's always fun to watch Luca to Moses. Uh, Luca always parts the seas and he'll throw it up to Moses. Moses will just throw that baby down. So looking forward to watching that. Some people may have been confused how this trade even happened that Josh Richardson for, for, uh, for Moses Brown. Like how did the numbers work? But it's because Boston had roughly $11 million left on the trade exception it generated when it dealt uh, Gordon Hayward to Charlotte last season. But Richardson's $11.6 million salary for next season obviously wouldn't have fit into that exception. However, as the league year has not yet flipped, Boston traded for him at his $10.8 million salary from 2021 and therefore slips him in there. So that's how that one uh, worked. And you're right, tasks with the Mavs are just trying to create as much cap space as possible. And Richardson also played extremely poorly. Uh, disappointing for me. I was high on him. I liked that move from Dallas, him coming in there, and he was... He was horrible. He is very um, bad. And he was he pretty was bad. bad for Philadelphia as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. I actually think the Hawks got the best player in this trade. I got DeLon Wright as the best guy. Right. And yep. I like what they did kind of streamlining their their bench because Bruno Fernando didn't play a ton for them. Uh, Chris Dunn barely even played at all this season. It looks mm -hmm. like they're going to probably have to replace Lou Williams. Uh, and that's nice to get DeLon Wright who can do a little offensively and defensively. Pretty weird, though, that Moses Brown is going to be the third tallest guy on his team. When's the last time that he had two guys taller than him on a basketball team? Because Chris Stapps is listed at 7'3", Boban's at 7'4". So I guess Moses Brown is going to have to play the three for Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I hadn't thought about Monster that. Monster yeah, lineup. What do you make of these deals here, uh, these two minor deals that we're sort of lumping together? Yeah, I, I think uh, Chris Dunn was brought in for that defensive uh, presence for the uh, Hawks, but I don't think he actually ended up playing at all for Atlanta last well, season. He, um, he made he made some playoff. He played a playoff for a game. Second. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Delon Wright is one of those players. It's like he always seems to be good, but he keeps getting moved around. Uh, I thought he was good in Toronto. I thought he was good in Memphis, um, and uh, he was in Sacramento last season. So I think this for the Hawks is like, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Delon Wright. He, he certainly slots in. Uh, and, you know, he's not going to be as good a scorer as Lou Williams, but I think overall he can probably be there a little bit longer, a little bit more stable. And uh, I think this is a nice little pickup for the Hawks. So, yeah, I mean, it costs them nothing really to get him. And uh, DeLon Wright has proven to be a pretty reliable backup throughout his, uh, his his time in the NBA. So good for Atlanta. Some people confused with the Kings acquiring Tristan Thompson here, Tess. Um, <laughs> are you one of them? Like, why? Tristan Thompson? Really? What's the, what's the, what's their thinking here? Probably get rid of him afterwards, I guess. I I don't, I don't see him in, in a future a future king unless they try and uh, influence the youngsters with a little Tristan Thompson veteranship. I guess hmm. one or the other. Trey Tristan Thompson going to be a king for long? Maybe a whole season. Uh, is that a long time? I don't know. Maybe there's a team that would be interested in at the trade deadline, but for now it seems a little bit like Rashawn Holmes insurance. Uh, and the Celtics just yep. don't really need, uh, Tristan Thompson at this point. Robert Williams is their center going forward. They've got Horford there to be their veteran guy. Who knows how he's going to look, uh, after taking a season off kind of. So yeah. Weird stuff from the Kings, but pretty minor, all things considered. They've made weirder moves in the past week, so this one kind of can yeah. just slide on by. All right, let's talk a little Olympics, give you a quick update here. Uh, we are into the men's Olympic knockout stage draw. Um, games begin late tonight here on Monday, and then they go into uh, early Tuesday morning. I'm talking uh, Eastern time here, of course. We got Slovenia versus Germany at 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday night here again. ET, then Spain versus Team USA 
It's a late, late start, 12.40 a.m., followed by Italy versus France, and then Australia versus Argentina. So this is where we're at. You lose, you're out. Um, Trey, we saw Team USA turn it on uh, after a bad, let's call it first quarter against the Czech Republic, but looked pretty dominant after that with Katie and Tatum uh, catching fire. How do you feel about the draw, though? Um, Spain, you know, obviously no slouch here. Uh, and then maybe possibility a, a second round, I guess you want to call it, uh, date with the Australians. I don't want to look too far ahead there, Lily. But TK, what do you what do you make? Uh, how are you feeling about Team USA now? Last time we talked, I was at a nine point nine on the worried scale, but <laughs> yeah. I downgraded. I'm only at a nine point six. A lot of demons to face in this draw here, Skeets. You've got yeah. Spain first, the defending world champions, a legendary team, um, and a team that definitely has the recipe for how to beat a Team USA team, which we saw in that Czech Republic game. They built a lead in the first quarter by attacking the switching defense with their big guys. And Spain has been doing that, it feels like, for 20 years at this point with the same big guys. They're all super smart. They all know how to play together. So that'll be a tough test for Team USA coming off a couple of nice games. If they win that one, like you're saying, they have to play against Australia, who has a win streak against the United States. If they win that one, maybe they play against France, who has a win streak against the United States, or they play against Slovenia, who hasn't lost a national team game with Luka Doncic in the lineup. So Team USA is going to have to be the best they've been since they started playing together. Luckily, they're trending upward at this point right now, but it takes one bad shooting game, basically. Uh, And you could easily be out of the tournament uh, if you're the Americans. So that has really been the change is that the teams have started shooting a lot better uh, in these last two wins against Iran and the Czech Republic. So as long as the shots are dropping, Team USA is looking good. Lee, you got some decisions to make here. Are you going to stay up super late and watch Spain versus USA? Or are you going to go to bed early and get up, you know, fairly early? Although I guess you said your kids are back in school, so you'll probably mm. be up anyway to watch some uh, Boomers versus Argentina. Or are you going to watch them yeah. both? Come on. Well, no, probably uh, the 8 a.m. is the tip off the Boomers Argentina. Yeah. So pretty excited about that one. I think Australia probably goes in favorite, probably probably three or four point favorite against Argentina, but this Argentinian team is just another a veteran team. They're experienced. So, and Australia's without Aaron Baines as well. So uh, we, we're going to miss his body to go banging against big Louis Scola. Um, and it's just, you know, it does get a little bit tighter this start at this stage of any tournament. So, but I am excited because I think, uh, yes, if Australia and the USA win, we, the battle in the next round, I think it is also in the women's section, Australia and USA at this round already because Australia uh, snuck in this morning by thumping Puerto Rico, uh, which eliminated the Canadian mm. women. Sorry, guys. Um, so we could have a couple of days here of Australia versus USA in basketball. And uh, oh, man, what if what are we back? What, what are we back in the pool? <laughs> I mean, because the Australian women also have, uh, they won their last game against the uh, USA women. So, uh, wow. I, this oh, Honestly, you're though, do, you're, really, doing the, you're looking too far ahead here, man. You I know, I know. I'm getting carried know. away. Yeah. The thing is, I, I really feel that right now of the eight teams, I, I don't think Germany's a chance, but I think of the other eight teams, of the other seven teams, Anyone could pull the gold off in the men's basketball right now, I think. I, I think mean, Italy would be pretty low on that list, too. You, you could talk, yeah, I you think could so, too. I think six. so. But uh, I, I think it's France, Slovenia, and the other draw there um, because the way Doncic has been playing has just been incredible. He could drag that team uh, to a gold medal somehow. But uh, I, I genuinely believe that uh, there's there's really six teams that could, that could win the gold medal from mm-hmm. here. So it's pretty exciting. But the USA should still be favorite from here because after that stinker of a game, a loss against France, They've certainly uh, played much better, much more dominant since then. So it's like uh, maybe that was a good loss they had 
earlier in the tournament and sort of uh, put them on the right track. Yeah, Tess, what do you what do you think? Who are your uh, favorites to move on to the to the second round in these four games? Is it going to be sort of chalk in your mind, Slovenia, France, and then uh, Team USA beating Spain? Uh, Early, early tonight versus uh, possibly the Boomers? Yeah, the quarterfinals are definitely exciting. All four games, for sure. Uh, this could be Pau Gasol's last professional game if the Americans uh, can take him out. Uh, Pau able to bounce back from that injury. Didn't seem like he was ever going to play again, and he played in Europe this year. He won there, and now he's uh, him and him and Mark going up against the U.S. will be a, a great battle. Uh, yeah, the Australia Argentina game definitely uh, should be a tough one, uh, but I'm definitely definitely pegging the Americans to get by Spain and Australia to get by Argentina, and then they're going to have to go up against FIBA FIBA Patty. So who the heck knows what happens there? And uh, uh, you know, I, and on the other side of I know Evan Fournier wasn't extremely happy to talk about free agency while he's over there playing the Olympics for France. I get it. Um, hopefully, he'll take it out on Italy, and then they'll go play Slovenia, yeah. uh, who is taking on Germany, and that's that's no joke. You got a Mo Wagner there to, to get over with the German team, and uh, you got another Dragic, Zoran Dragic, uh, playing with mm-hmm. Luka Doncic on the Slovenian team. So, it's, it's not easy. No doubt. It's going to be uh, four games worth watching. Uh, the rest of the way. We're done with the pool play. That's over. Now it's uh, elimination time. So it's uh, it's time for, I think, the American fans to to really tune in because they probably didn't give a crap about the pool play in, in general. Uh, so now it's time to, to tune in. Will you be watching? Are you going to stay up, you know, fairly late to watch Team USA versus Spain, Tess? You know, I'm a morning peacock. Uh, I like uh, jumping on uh, in the morning. So I don't know. I don't know. I haven't made my decision oh, okay. quite yet. I'm just wondering if we'll see your tweets flying out tonight watching this oh, game yeah. live while it's happening. Who All knows? Right. So what, where do you watch it after the fact, though? Where uh, do you watch an archived I don't know. Olympics I, I've version? ended up uh, paying the $4.99 for Peacock. Um because I wanted to watch these things live. I, and, you know, people are saying, well, if you got your cable company, you can set it up. Uh, but I don't pay for cable, so I don't have that. Um, that's fine. My wife's already watched uh, Dr. Death on Peacock. So we already mm. already made it worth, <laughs> our, sure. worth our while yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See that yeah. ad a lot. Yeah, I was like, all right, good. We, you know, I'm going to cancel it immediately after this is over. It's a one-month thing here. Uh, I didn't read the uh, fine print. Hopefully, I'm not locked in for a year with Peacock. Uh, but, Trey, I know you're getting your TV mounted. Heck, maybe next hour or so here. Are you going to be watching this thing tonight? Well, let's, your new mount, mounted TV? Let's see how this goes. You know, the guy just messaged me. He'll be here in 30 minutes, so we got to wrap things up in not too long. Uh, as long as it doesn't fall down. I'm, I don't know, Skeets. This feels like a throwback to me. It was what? The 08 Olympics, right? Where it was uh, Team USA and Spain in the gold medal game. Yep. You want to throw down a ball don't lie live blog maybe? Get together, you know, get a a few hundred of our favorite internet people and make some jokes, make some Flight of the Concord references. That's the last time. What time was that game? That one was early because that was in Beijing. Wasn't like like a 3 a.m. tip or something like that. I think Something wild. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know why, but Tass is right. It's time for the American fans to show up and watch your team late at night because I did (laughs) not care to watch the pool play games at all. But once I saw that 1240 a.m. tip for a game that matters, ooh, that's a different story, buddy. And it's nice. You know what's really nice? It's a, it's a, obviously it's a shorter game. It's only a 40 minute game with uh, FIBA rules, but the pace is nice too. Oh, yeah. Uh, you pace know, the, of play. The, yeah. There's just like, of course, less timeouts. There's less fouls generally called. It's just like it moves a little quicker, which, uh, 
you know, that late at night, you got to stay interested, right, Lily? You can't start doozing off uh, during, <laughs> during a Dr. Death commercial. Uh, yeah, yeah. The last thing yeah, you want to yeah. do. Uh, all right. So, so where, do you, where do you watch an archive version? Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think if you have YouTube TV, I think you definitely can watch it that way, Tass. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess if you have they're Peacock, off, I off. guess I can fire it up and watch all these games that I have on my on my Peacock yeah. uh, uh, um, plan. I guess I don't know though. I, 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 it's just uh, there's compilation highlights on YouTube that can give yeah. you most of the feel for the game. Yeah, but I can't find an actual like full version of the game online. That's why you got to watch it live, man. Yeah, True yeah, well. sicko. Um, all right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, Lily, you got a you got a tweet of the night here for us, and uh, like I said earlier, I, I, s- I saw a tease for this one, and I was I was already laughing. So how about it? This tweet of the night comes in actually from the NBL in Australia. The Mackay Meteors were rocking their Hamburglar edition charity game uniforms. Jerseys were auctioned with funds raised going to the Ronald McDonald Family Room at Mackay Base Hospital. Check out these uniforms, guys. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever see anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's baller. That's amazing. Rubble, rubble. Wow. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought the tie was actually like an actual tie dangling there for a second. Like a clip-on? Yeah. yeah. But it's not. <laughs> this is these awesome. are not very flattering jerseys either. The, 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 the horizontal stripes, that man looks huge. Yeah. Yes. yes. Man, you imagine Lowry in these Wow, it is crazy seeing anybody run wearing these. Yeah. Um, So, uh, (laughs) this guy's balling, though, huh? 13? Yeah. Well, yeah, he he ended up having 40 points, went nine for 15 from downtown, had 10 (laughs) rebounds as well. So, uh, Harry Harry Frolling's probably going to want to make them a more permanent addition. Uh, He was out there balling, but maybe it's because you couldn't see him. You know, he's in those hamburger uniforms. I don't know. Harry, uh, his name is Harry Frolling. Frawling? Yeah. Oh, frawling. yeah Harry yeah. Frawling, very wow. balling. <laughs> yeah, you just have to keep telling yourself it was for a good cause. It was for yeah, a good yeah, cause. This true. wasn't just the franchise saying, let's try these. Let's just roll these babies out there. They were uh, trying to raise money for a good cause. But, uh, yeah, good stuff from the uh, Mackay Meteors. Wow, what a name. That's a good name. Where, yeah. where is that, Lee? That's up northern Queensland. Oh, okay. Oh, never, yeah. never heard of that. Um, Tass, were you in the class? Uh, it was like first or second year university where I, I must've been around, been around Halloween where I dressed up as the Hamburglar and ran into a class. No, <laughs> no, I, I was right there. I think JD actually was there. I wish he was, uh, on the, on the show today. Well, we'll ask him tomorrow. Remind me to ask him tomorrow. Uh, what was, uh, <laughs> people love a Hamburglar running through and stealing a burger. Like we didn't set the whole thing up. Uh, I can't remember the class though. Oh, I'll have to talk to Matty O. He's got a incredible memory for things like this. Okay. Great tweet there, Lily. Fun video. Incredible uniforms. Andrew, thank you once again for filling in at the last minute uh, for JD. Um, appreciate it, as always. I'm sure we'll see you tomorrow. JD's lying, by the way. That bullshit is playing <laughs> down. So this is about a three-week vacation. Yeah. You just didn't tell yeah. Yeah. yeah, you watch. You'll be back tomorrow. So we won't even say goodbye to you. Uh, new no-dugs tomorrow, though, of course, to discuss the latest in NBA free agency um, you know, rumors and, and possible moves or reported moves. We'll also discuss, I'm sure, Spain, USA, and some of these games from the Olympics. Maybe we'll answer uh, an email or two, too. So send them in, no dunks at theathletic.com to get all your MBA and non MBA questions in. 
Smash that like button. Leave your comments below the video. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Thanks so much to everybody for joining us today. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, apparently Bowmanville, Ontario, Canada is very nice this time of year. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.